The turnout for the Mueller investigation, Orange Man Bad, and Smollett Set Free. I'm Noah Huey, and this is Under the Stars. Okay, welcome back to the show. As you may or may not have known, the show's becoming weekly now. I took an Instagram poll and most people said, yeah, make it a weekly show. So now every week we're going to be doing something instead of every two weeks. So I did a lot of research this week and a lot of really good stuff happened for a lot of people uh, this week as things uh, started. But first I'd like to remind you, you can become a member of Under the Stars by checking out our Patreon or just visit the website. It will be linked in the description. You can find it all over the YouTube page if this is where you're watching that. Um, and if you're on the website, go and check out what it's like to become a member because you can earn a lot of really cool perks for becoming one. But, our first piece of news, a first in hopefully many victories for the rest of the week because I'm technically filming this halfway through the week, not throughout the entire week, but it's okay. The first thing that happened. Attorney General says Mueller had no sufficient evidence of collusion with Russia. Monday, it was probably one of the best Mondays ever. This is coming from the Washington Post, mind you. Um, but Special Counsel Robert S. Mueller III did not find that Donald Trump or his campaign schemed with Russians to interfere in the 2016 presidential election, according to a summary released Sunday that the president immediately embraced as, quote, total exoneration, even though Mueller reached out no conclusion whether the president obstructed justice. Which is true. Uh, Mueller ruled, or Mueller reported... That Trump, that though they did not collude with Russia, uh, it wasn't total ex exoneration from uh, from obstruction of justice. I think that's a load of crap, um, and I agree with Trump. You know, in my eyes, it should be total exoner exoneration. But you know what? Whatever. That's our anyway. So. Attorney General William Barr wrote a letter to Congress on Sunday. And let's just say Democrats are not very happy about it. Um, they don't want to hear it, but it's there. So, the Attorney General wrote a letter, uh, yes, Attorney General, he wrote it the 24th, and he wrote it to Congress. He said, Dear Chairman Graham, Chairman N uh, Nadler, Ranking Member Feinstein, and Ranking Member Collins, a supplement to the notification provided Friday, March 22nd, 2019, I'm writing today to advise you of the principal conclusion reached by Special Counsel Robert S. Mueller III, and to inform you of my status, my initial review report has been prepared. He's basically saying, this is what Robert Mueller found. Uh, let's see. He employed 19 lawyers, uh, 40 FBI agents, intelligence analysts, forensic accountants, other professional staff. Special counsel issued more than 2,800 subpoenas, executed nearly 500 search warrants, and obtained more than 230 orders for uh, communication records and almost 50 orders authorizing use of PIN registers, made 13 requests for foreign governments for evidence, and interviewed approximately 500 witnesses. Um, he says here... The special counsel's investigation did not find that Trump, that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with Russia in the efforts to influence the 2016 U.S. presidential election. As the report states, quote, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. 
Um, and then he goes on to talk about uh, interference and obstruction of justice and so on and so forth. Uh, the status of the department's review, the re relevant regulations and regulations contemplate that the special counsel's report will be a confidential report to the attorney general, see office of special counsel. So, I mean, according to the regulations, it's supposed to be secret to himself. Essentially saying, Robert Mueller did not find any evidence. He did not have enough evidence um, to prove that there was a collusion with Russia, with the Trump, with Trump or the Trump campaign. Um, a lot of people don't want to hear that. And uh, it probably isn't the greatest thing ever for, for the Democrats, especially when people like Beto O'Rourke uh, said things like he did on Twitter, which is what I'm, what I'm pulling up right now. Here's Beto O'Rourke at some sort of event. It looks like a high school, I believe. And here's what he said uh, just before, if I can pull it up. Okay, here's what he said just before it happened. If the volume will come on. Or not. <laughs> okay, hold on. Ah, see why. So, here's Beto O'Rourke. But I'll tell you what I see from my perspective. You have a president who, in my opinion, beyond the shadow of a doubt, sought to, however ham-handedly, collude with the Russian government, a foreign power, to undermine and influence our elections. Even though... <laughs> Uh, just literally, I think, two or three days later, see, it's March 23rd, so it's, the report was released, I want to say, Monday was the day that this all, was all given out. Let's see, today's, I'm terrible at math. So this was released on the 24th, or the 23rd, yeah, two days after that, it's uh, ruled that there was no collusion. Kind of ironic, but Beto works crazy, honestly. He, he ate dirt after he lost the election with Ted Cruz. Uh, here's more of what he had to say. ...of the ballot box, the ability for each and every single one of us to make informed decisions about those who seek to represent us and hold positions of public trust. It is beyond a shadow of a doubt that once in office, the President of the United States sought to obstruct justice first by firing the principal investigator into what had happened in the 2016 election, and then, in the light of day, tweeting at his Attorney General to stop the Russia investigation. That Basically, what Beto's saying here is he got rid of the, the guy who was going to make our job easier of messing up the elections, and he's mad because we started an illegal investigation. When Trump on the news started saying it was an illegal immigration, it was an illegal uh, investigation, it's completely true. <clears throat> it is technically an illegal uh, investigation, and it had been investigated since before he even was elected. But people like Beto O'Rourke don't want anyone knowing, well, I'm here to actually try and actually mess up your country, except I'm saying that out loud. You know, I think the thing with Democrats is, at least with their politicians, is that the guy doesn't like, they don't try to hide their plans because they know most people are dumb enough to think their plans are going to do good. You know, so they're just like, I'm here to get rid of the Electoral College. I only want Canada, or California to vote for president. So... You know, it's easier for them, so, but when Trump does something, it's all in the shadows, you know, because it's easier to hide what they're actually doing. You know, they're for the murder of babies, they're for, um, there's a other thing, they're for getting rid of the Electoral College, that's the big one, and they're for no border, you know, no border security. You know, let's just all become one world government, which is something, I, I read an article about the UN saying they wanted a one world government, which is completely ridiculous. That's the next step to a dictatorship.
But, um, yeah, it's absolutely, it's a load of crap, but I'm very glad to hear this. It was another, it was a great day for, <clears throat> for, uh, President Trump and for, uh, people like me who support the president. Um, related to this, uh, the Democrats don't want to hear the bill's ruling, or hear William's ruling. They'd rather see the full thing because they think, oh, maybe he's just lying. Maybe, maybe Trump hired him to say that. And, and, and maybe, maybe if we get the full report, we'll see that he actually did, and the attorney lied, and we can fire both of them. That's what they want to see. They want to find, they're, they're calling for the full report because they're like, well, maybe there's something in there that he's not sharing. Maybe he's, maybe he's not showing us everything. Maybe there's just something in there that says Trump might have done something. But the thing is, though, uh, it, it's the attorney general's job to do to express what uh, Robert Mueller said. And another thing is, there are some things he's not going to be allowed to release. He could be breaking. He could be committing a, a crime if he does it. So it's going to take a while for that to happen. But Democrats don't want to hear any of it. They just want to hear release the report, release the report, because they want Trump out. As it's the biggest thing ever. So Attorney General William Barr has made his determination about special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. Democrats want to make their own. The delivery of Sunday of Barr's, he gave all that. Democratic lawmakers are demanding a full look at Mueller's findings and dismissing Barr's summary as incomplete at best and biased at worst. So you've got people saying, oh, maybe it's just it's just not finished. It's, it's really hasty, which, true, he wrote it over the weekend. He didn't It didn't take very long to write. And then uh, people are just like, oh, it's just biased. Oh, he just likes Trump, so that's what he's saying. But the thing is, he's not allowed, like, well, he is allowed to like Trump. You're allowed to have opinions. It's just, I'm pretty sure it's his job to not do that. But he gave what he saw. Essentially, he gave what he saw. But nobody wants to hear that. At least nobody on the left. And some people on the right as well. But nobody on the left wants to hear that, that Trump did not commit a crime. Because this entire thing, all of these past two years of this investigation, all of this, has been because we hate Trump as much as possible. It's never been about policy. It's never been about, well, you know, he he's not that great of a guy. Y yeah, sure, he can't, he's not very good with speaking nice to you unless, you know, you're nice to him, you know. He's not very good with being sensitive with you, um, but you asked for that because you were always radical and you told the Republicans, guys, you're not radical enough. We're just always going to win. So we gave you a radical guy, and you're like, no, you can't do that. You know, you got your feelings hurt because we started doing what you told us to do. So, but this whole time, every time someone says they hate Trump, or every time someone's trying to do anything against Trump, it's not because he's actually bad or at anything, or he's a bad president, you know, or, you know, he's racist or he's a sexist. It's been about hating Trump as much as possible and doing everything in your power to get him out, despite whether he has any credentials or not. Economy doing well? Who cares? Trump is the one in charge. We don't like that. We'd rather us be poor and the air be clean, you know? Um, here's a quote from, I want to make sure I'm getting, uh, yes, quote, the fact that Special Counsel Mueller's report does not exonerate the president on a charge as serious as obstruction of justice demonstrates how urgent it is that the full report and underlying documentation be made public without any further delay, quote, end quote, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Democrat Leader Chuck Schumer said in a joint statement. Those two, we've got the ping one and the other one, the, uh, the other bad guy, like, honestly, those two will not get off his case because they hate this country. Uh, essentially, I mean, you might—they might as well. Um, they might as well hate the country. But the fact that he didn't exonerate him means nothing to me. It just means, you know, he's not exempt. Now, you know, 
say what you will. Personally, I feel when Robert Mueller says, uh, though the report did not find him guilty of anything, it does not exonerate him for obstruction, obstruction of justice. I don't see that as, oh, he obstructed justice and nobody's, and they're just not telling us. I see that as he's not exempt from anything. You know, he's still accountable and he still could be accountable for possible future uh, offenses. And that's all that means to me. But of course, no one else wants to hear that. Uh, continuing their uh, thing, quote, given Mr. Barr's public record of his bias against the special counsel's inquiry, he's not a neutral observer and not in a position to make objection determinations about the work. A load of crap again, you know? Oh, he has an opinion. God. He's not allowed to do that, but the problem is so is everyone else. You know, we've got people talking about extending the Supreme Court. That's just a way to shove your opinion into it. It's already bad enough as it is now, where we're getting our opinions, our, our parties involved in the Supreme Court. The worst place to do that is once your opinions get involved in the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court's a waste of time and it's useless. And that is the worst possible thing to do in this country. But it's not because he, he has a bias and he's using it. It's because he, he's pro-Trump. He approves of the president. If this was a Democratic attorney or he didn't like Trump, they'd be persuading him left and right. Say no, say yes, say yes, say yes. But he's not, so they can't do anything. However, there are a lot of Democrats that are saying, you know, just give up. There are some Democrats that are perfectly reasonable, which is why you don't hear from them much, because all the radical ones keep shutting them down. Um, there are a lot of Democrats that are saying, okay, gang, uh, we lost. That's it. I mean... They're like, just let's move on to the next thing. And then there, there was a statement I saw from, from a Democratic senator. I don't remember his name now. But he was like, why are we even worrying about this crap? He's like, let you just work together to try and do something that's good for this country. And so the radical Democrats will do everything in their power to shut him down. Because they do not want anyone moderate anymore. They don't want anyone reasonable. They don't want anyone who wants to come a compromise. It, that's, I think, one of the biggest problems in politics right now. There are a lot of radical Democrats and radical Republicans that are like, no, our party has to be the only party. It's a waste of time. And I was one of those people about three years ago. Well, two years ago, more like. I was perfectly fine with that type of stuff. But now I see it's not that great, you know, because then the whole thing's just biased towards one side. When we have both sides in there, you've got representation for almost all opinions. Now, having more of one or the other, that doesn't matter to me. That's just how it's going to work out. That's how the elections are going to play out. But unless we get rid of the Electoral College, in which case, forget it. But, you know, that's just how it's going to work out. We need more presidents like who had ca who have cabinets like George Washington's, who, who which was a mix of all sorts of ideologies, because then everyone gets equal representation in the president's cabinet, in the Senate, and how, you know, we need, I think we need more of that. But we've got these crazy radicals all over the place that just do not care. Uh, reminder again, make sure to become a member by coming, checking out the Patreon or just visit the website. Again, all linked in the description. Uh, if you go to my Instagram, you can find it. If you go to the front of the YouTube page, it's linked in the little thingy. Uh, you get some pretty cool gifts. Um, so I, I, I was reading through the news uh, and, and I found this. Uh, essentially, from what I've read, presidential hopeful Kristen Gillibrand's entire campaign is just orange man bad. Her entire campaign is just orange man bad. So, in a speech formally announcing her 2021, she was giving a speech announcing that she's running for president. Um, she spent the entire speech talking about how terrible Trump is. 
Great, you have a campaign that's orange man bad. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's Reddit. But, um, that that's essentially your entire campaign. It's just orange man bad. And there are a lot of Democrats that are not doing this, um, this tactic. There are a lot of Democrats that have mentioned him at times. You know, we've got Beto O'Rourke, who doesn't mention him as part of his campaign. Like, his campaign isn't orange man bad. The website is not loading. USA Today sucks. I mean, it sucks in general, but still, it's also not loading on the website. But, presidential hopeful, Kirsten Gellibrand slams Trump in a speech at his own hotel. That is correct. The speech was given in front of a Trump Tower. I guess it's supposed to mean something, but it means nothing to me, because it's just not. You're not going to pull the, oh, I'm a strong woman in front of the Trump Tower. No, just be a presidential candidate. I don't need your political message as as your campaign uh but that's entirely what gillibrand's campaign is i'd rather vote i'd rather have trump and pence die and have nancy pelosi become the president than have someone who's just going to spend their entire talk well man i gotta take that back nancy pelosi's not any better um but she says quote he's a coward who punches down let's see if we can watch this video if it'll let us uh, because I kind of I'm interested now in seeing what it what she had to say. If this le this website will load, we are never gonna get to see it. That's just great. Oh, now it's loading. That's just great. I love this one. I love it when this happens. It's definitely not annoying in any way, shape, or form. This is exactly what I intended. Let's see if it'll show up. Anyways. While this is loading, uh, I'll read from the article. Democratic presidential candidate Kirsten, Gill Kirsten Gillibrand on Sunday called President Donald Trump a coward who punches down. Oh, no, we still don't got volume. All right, here is Kirsten Gillibrand's speech. Let's see if it'll play it. Tried to reduce... It is so... We'll give it a second. So, while we're waiting for that to load, she's just, there's no message. There's no anything. At least all the other candidates have some sort of message, whether it be let's become socialists or abolish the electoral college, which is the same thing they're all voting for, so I don't know how you're supposed to pick a nominee when they all have the same exact campaign. I just don't understand. And then we've got Kirsten Gillibrand, who's just like, Trump is bad. Okay, let's see if it'll play it. Neither of those have ever happened from President Trump at all. Now you're just making up absolute crap. That's what it sounds like to me. Oh my gosh. Turning our most cherished principles inside out. Our most cherished principles are not socialism and abolishing the electoral college our most cherished principles at the time are usually you know general family values you know your most cherished principles are everything that trump doesn't attack or trump does attack you feel personally attacked because of this and now you're using it as part of your campaign orange man bad campaign you know rooting for bigotry and discrimination and violence 
All three of those have never had ever. President Trump has never said, yes, white supremacism, that's what I'm talking about, and yes, go be a bigot. Even though the word bigot is so retarded, it's so, so stupid. I think it's just, to me, it's just a word people use when they've got nothing against anyone, so they just kind of yell bigot and hope that it makes it true. Closing our doors to immigrants and refugees. Taking from the many. Nope, that never happened. He did say, though, when people come in here illegally and they bring crime and drugs with them, um, that's bad. Um, which to you is perfectly fine, you know. They bring to our society, and you're right, they do bring meth and cocaine and opioids, or not opioids, <laughs> meth and cocaine and, and heroin and, uh, what's the biggest one? Marijuana. You know, they bring 99.9% .9 of marijuana into the country. You know, so yeah, they do They do contribute to the country. And President Trump's like, hmm, yeah, that's not so good. So he's like, let's let's build a physical wall there and make it harder to get in. And they're like, and everyone, everyone's like, no, no, don't do that. That's mean. And I'm like, mean to who? The guy who wants to kill you? To line the pockets of the Okay, so she's clearly anti-capitalist. If you're anti-capitalist, you're basically anti-let-me-make-me-do-work because I got to. Capitalism is doing your work for your stuff. Um, and people people who don't like capitalism are people who can't thrive under it. Or and are people who are too lazy to do anything to thrive under it. Um, and so instead of going, hmm, maybe I should stand up, go get a job, man, and just work hard for my money. Because most likely it will pay out. Uh, they just go, oh, it only benefits rich people. That's what poor. That's what angry poor people do. Reasonable poor people just go. I gotta work harder to you know to get my money. That's what I do. You know, I'm just like if I'm not earning enough, I just go. Guess I gotta work harder. I don't go. Ah, rich people. It's all their fault that I'm not doing any work and getting paid for it. <laughs> President Trump is tearing apart the moral fabric of this country. The moral fabric of this country is not orange man bad, no borders, let's kill babies, <clears throat> and all that crap. That is definitely not what the moral fabric of this country is. But it's what you want everyone to believe it is, because that's what your entire thing is. He demonizes the vulnerable, and he punches down. He puts his name on... Well, that's exactly what you wanted. I mean, that's what you guys, I mean, every Democratic, the Democrats have had some pretty radical people almost all the time. Almost all the freaking time, the presidential candidate for the Democrats has been super radical. And the Republicans have been super kind of soft, so, you know, calm and just respectful and old fashioned. And you're, and you guys are like, <laughs> you guys will never be radical. And then we give you a guy, you know, because that's what you guys do. You guys punch down all the time, you know, every time, like, take the walk away movement, hashtag walk away, it's a, uh, a gay movement for, um, LGBTQ people who are leaving the left, who are becoming conservative, like, uh, Blair White, excellent person, um, oh, crap, what is his name? I can't remember now, I'll put some pictures up, I, or maybe, I don't know, I didn't do a lot of editing in the last episode as well, but... You know, it's a movement of people leaving, and the left hates them. They call them self-hating, they, 
you know, the really, really anti-gay gay center in New York uh, took their money and then ran with it and then canceled their entire thing. The left has punched down for years and years and years and years and years. They started slavery. They funded the KKK, which oh, I'm glad all that's over and I'm glad they don't reprimand that anymore, but that happened. Okay, and then they laughed at the Republicans for not doing anything about it. 2016 comes around, we're like, okay, here's a radical guy, he'll punch back. You know, and you don't like that. It's not he punches down, it's called he punches back. You know, because we're tired of getting this abuse from people who are like, <laughs> you guys suck. I'm bold on every building. He does this because he wants you to believe he is strong. He is not. He puts his name on every building because it's his building. You idiot. He doesn't, he doesn't, when he's putting up the word Trump on his, on Trump Tower, he doesn't go, <laughs> this will show them. <laughs> he's going, okay, that looks excellent. That looks really well. It fits really good in the building. Someone walks by, and you just want us to think you're strong because you're weak. And he goes, no, I'm just putting it on there because it looks good. If you want to see that I'm strong, just look at the economy. It's not... He's not doing anything to make people, you know, to masquerade some sort of stupid idea that, uh, oh, he's strong, but he's actually weak. This is kind of the kind of things that people say because they're terrified of him. They're terrified of someone who's actually punching back. So instead of, you know, reasoning with him, they're like, no, no, he can't exist, you know, because they don't want radicals. When, when, when Democrats told Republicans for years that, oh, you don't have a radical on your side, they looked... They weren't expecting a Republican to become radical at all in any way or shape or form. So when a radical, when a more radical person is elected president from the Republican side, uh, Democrats f freak out. They get mad because they're like, oh, crap, someone who might actually try and do something against us instead of just sit there and kind of be the middleman, which is exactly what they want Republicans to do, which is why a lot of Democrats hate Trump. It's not because he's actually bad in any way. It's because he's punching back and they don't like that. Thank you. <laughs> Our president is a coward. Like I said, I mean, the same goes for you. You're the ones who free are freaking out that he was elected. If someone more mild-mannered and less and more of a pushover got elected, I'm sure you would have been fine. Or even better, just a Democrat who's going to do anything you say. I think you're a coward. You're doing this pretty basic science thing that a lot of kids do. They take their problems and they, they kind of put them on everyone else. They're, th they're cowards, you know, they're scared of Trump because he's punching back, he's not being a pushover. And, and he's, um, and, you know, they're scared of those things. So instead of going, well, maybe we can work with him, they're thinking, no, we're just going to blame him for everything that's wrong with us and hope that people like it. And people eat it up because the general populace is not levels of smart the politicians really are. They want you to think they're stupid. AOC really is stupid. She's the only one who I think has ever actually been as dumb as she is. But most of them are incredibly smart people. And they all know how you people, how we think as citizens. And they, and they go, they go, okay, okay. So if we blame Trump for everything that's wrong with us, they're not going to go, wait a minute, that's everything you are. They're just going to go, yeah, because, you know, if you, if you say something, if you hype something up the way uh, Gilbrand has done here, it, 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 the people eat it up, whether or not it's actually true. And that is not what we deserve. That is not what you deserve. This is a lot of, you can't pull the, that is not what you deserve. Really? 
Really, you couldn't come up with a better campaign idea than, you don't deserve that! And I'm sure the rest of this video follows that really basic structure of orange man bad, orange man bad, orange man bad, orange man bad, orange man bad. Let's see what she says here. Look up at that tower! I see a tower. A shrine to greed. Oh, I, I, I know this part. Division and vanity. There's another thing. A lot of Democrats and liberals are like, Trump is dividing! And I'm like, okay, did he ask you to freak out when he was elected? Did he ask you to freak out when he started doing things that were good for this country? Did he ask you to yell and scream at people who support him? Did he ask you to take their hats, yell racist, and burn them? No, you did that all by yourself. Trump did not divide the country. You did by reacting the way you did. Instead of just doing what what most Republicans do every time a Democratic a Democrat wins, you know? They're like... Oh, well, that, that's just how it works, okay? When Trump was elected, and it's not just because Republican, when a Republican is elected, that's what happened every time. It's because Trump was elected. This entire thing, I'm going to repeat myself again, this entire thing is about hating Trump as much as possible. Nobody cares about the stupid all that. None of that stuff matters. What truly matters right now to them is hating Trump as much as possible. Forget anything that's true. Forget any facts. Just hate Trump. And that's how it's going to be probably to the end of time. Our next piece of news. Uh, and this is another piece of good news for uh, <laughs> President Trump. Creepy porn lawyer Michael Avenatti char was charged with extortion against Nike. So, literally, the guy who's like, I'm going to put Trump in prison. Go, goes to prison. Um, this was just the thing explaining what was going on. High-profile attorney Michael Avenatti, who was the, uh, who, uh, let me just, Michael Avenatti is facing criminal charges on both U.S. coasts. Avenatti represented adult film actress Stormy Daniels in her hush money scandal involving President Trump, a load of crap because she hates Trump. Federal officials arrested Avenatti in New York on Monday. U.S. prosecutors there say he tried to extort $20 million from them, Nike, by threatening to expose damaging information about the company. Minutes after the about minutes after news about the New York charges broke, federal prosecutors in California filed charges in a separate case against Avenatti. The charges include wire and bank fraud. If convicted of those charges, Avenatti could get up to 50 years in prison. <laughs> no, it's funny because Avenatti was like the left's hero a few like about a year or so back. He hung out with all the people on CNN, and they're just like, yes, someone who's going to get Trump for nothing. And he's like, yes, people like me. And then he's like, I'm going to put Trump in prison. And Monday they're like, no, no, we're taking you to prison. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Laughter. That's all I have to say. Because <laughs> Michael Avenatti is so stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Quick reminder again. Make sure to become a member by checking out the Patreon or just visit the website. Links in the description. This next piece of news isn't so good. Uh, came out yesterday morning. Jesse Smollett. The man who 
you know, clearly faked his attack because we had all this crapload of evidence against him. We had literal videos of him hiring Nigerian, these Nigerian brothers to get some masks and some MAGA hats and some rope or something like that. We have the receipt, I think. We have a call. We have all this evidence piled up against Jesse Smollett for faking a hate crime. What happened yesterday morning? He's freed of the crime. He's freed of freaking crime. This is coming from the Daily Wire. Great website. One of my favorites. I love Ben Shapiro. Um, in a shocking development on Tuesday morning, um, the Cook County State Attorney's Office dropped all charges against the entire actor Jesse Smollett, and records of his case will be sealed in decision made a month after the grand jury charged Smollett with 16 counts of felony misconduct. Now, let me tell you here. The mayor and the police department, <laughs> they're just as unhappy as most people are. Are not, I guess. I, are not is the better term to use. Um... Ah, oh, crap. Let's see. The judge granted what is called a null pros, allowing all charges to be dropped against Smollett at the request of the prosecutor's office. According to a tip from the Chicago Police Department, the state attorney's office believes Smollett has performed, quote, community service and did not require official, official sentence. The prosecutor's office likes him and he's a liberal. He's got liberal Hollywood privileges is what most actors have, unless you're like Chris Pratt. That guy, if he had done that... If Chris Pratt had, had done anything like this, or had done anything even close to this, he would have been charged the day of. The day someone knew, Democrats would have been like, look him up, because he's not a liberal. You know, however, liberal Hollywood actors have a lot of privilege, a lot more privilege than most white people have. So Cook County State Attorney's Kim Fox uh, confirmed that Smollett has been given leeway because of his service, and by service I mean he spent like one day in a soup kitchen or something like that. And as it turns out, that doesn't actually count as community service, but, you know, to liberals, that counts as all the community service in the world. Uh, quote, after reviewing uh, all the f facts of the circumstances of the case, including Mr. Smollett's volunteer service and the community agreement to forfeit his bond to the city of Chicago, we believe that the outcome is just disposition appropriate resolution. The statement did not indictate Smollett, and now he won't even have a record. Sources inside the, Chicago, the, C the CPD tell the Daily Wire that police superintendent Eddie Johnson is furious. He is. There was a video of it. He was not a happy man. And Smollett said some things when he was let out. He's like, I stand for... Let's see. Smollett's lawyer taunts CPD after being named co-conspirator in a naughty case. That's what he does. Um, of course he's gonna do that. Uh, here's... Here's all... Here's, here's a video, I think, on Smollett. Let's see if it'll load like that other one did. That's not a video. Anyways... If it's not going to pull up, Smollett, after the thing, after Smollett was in, was left to do whatever, he leaves, and in, in the interview, he's like, I stand for all minority groups. I'm like, what minority groups? Rich Hollywood actors who can get out of crime? Oh, yeah, that minority group. I remember that one. There's so little number of those people. <laughs> it's like they don't exist. He's a liar. He's a liar, a cheat, and he deserves to be locked up in prison. But he's got Hollywood liberal privilege. And this show goes to show that if you're liberal and you live in Hollywood and you happen to be a famous actor, you have five times more liberage, li privilege than 98.9999999999% of white people. And you can sit up here on your fancy throne all day and yell, privilege, 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 privilege. Well, you know, while literally getting out of charges that are completely true, despite the fact that there's a whole crapload of evidence get you against you.
That's super clear. But the attorney's office likes you because you're rich. Um, so they gave him the thing. He's free to go. He doesn't even have a record. It'll be like it never happened. But believe you me, personally, I'm not going to forget it. I was listening to the radio this morning, and these people were talking about it. And he, it was the Hawk and Tom show. Love those guys. Um, and Tom was talking. And he was being kind of satirical, but he brought up a good point. He's like, just remember, there's nothing you can do. And that's what hit me. I'm like, I know he's being satirical, but that is true. There is nothing we can really do. We're kind of just stuck here to hope and pray. That's all we've got. That someone will do something. But in the end, there's nothing we can really do. And that's disappointing. Because people like Smollett deserve to be locked in prison. Especially. They deserve to lose all their money. They deserve to lose all their fame. And they deserve to be locked up in prison. But they won't get it. Because I'm nobody. I don't have any privilege. All the privilege I have is... I've got great parents. There we go. That's it. Meanwhile, we've got this guy who's literally getting out of crimes because he's a liberal. And you can say whatever you want, but that's why he got out of the crime. And that's what I think annoys most conservatives. Because people yell, you're privileged, when they're almost dirt poor, and you've got all these rich people who just do whatever, walk all over. There's a meme that's floating around of Jesse Smollett, and it says, Black Lives Matter. And I'm just sitting here going, it's a joke, but it's true. To an extent. His lies, I guess, matter. It, it's just disappointing to see that this is what's, what's happening. It's disappointing. Completely. Anyways, final segment of the day. It's the new segment that's been new for like four or five weeks. And I care because... Anyway, good guy, bad president. We're talking about Pete Buttigieg. The guy's been almost all over the news. He's the first ever openly gay candidate for president. He has not worked in the Senate, mind you. He is actually the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. He's extremely liberal. <laughs> I watched an interview with him on The Breakfast Club, and he's like, you know, he's one of those people who's like, I'm actually afraid of Trump becoming president. Uh, he's for uh, abolishing the Electoral College. He, I watched in a speech, he was like, uh, the, pre the person with the most votes should win. Basically, it's just a popularity contest. The thing they say about student elections, he wants to apply to the literal actual government. The one thing that makes people not vote. The one thing that in high school makes most kids not vote in their student elections for a position that hardly matters is the fact that it's just a popularity contest, which is why my school has an electoral college. A school wants an electoral college because it works better, because it keeps it from just being a popularity contest. And that's why I think that's wrong. But, you know, we you can say whatever. He also is for making the Supreme Court larger. I think that just leaves more space for more bias. I mean, it's already almost bad enough as it is now, but I don't think we should shrink it because it's been that way and it, it can work. We just need to stop worrying about the bias. And then recently he was on the, he, when he was on the, um, on the Breakfast Club, he was talking about Chick-fil-A's kind of thing about how they donated millions to anti-gay things. Now, of course, as a gay man, of course, that's going to make him a little upset. Well, no. That's, no. The thing is, I think a lot of people and I'm not going to speak for Buttigieg himself, but a lot of people use him being gay as like it's a personality trait. It's not special. If you're gay, nobody cares. You're not special in any way, shape, or form. You're just gay. That's it. 
and that's that's why I'm not a huge fan of really annoying gay people because the annoying gay people have are just annoying. But the thing about Pete Buttigieg, though his policies, in my opinion, and his and his views on a lot of things are really really stupid and kind of crazy, he he said something. He said, um, let's see. He said, he said, oh yeah yeah. He was talking about Chick Fil A. And he was like, he's like, I love their chicken. He's like, no doubt. He's like, I, li- I like the chicken. You know, it doesn't matter. I love the chicken. I don't cre- agree with their politics, but I like the chicken. Now, first things first, Chick-fil-A deserves to have an, op- have an opinion. If CNN can have an opinion and broadcast it to the entire world like it's the like it's bi- unbiased news, then Chick-fil-A is allowed to donate to a- anti-gay things. I don't care. I still like the Lord's Waffle Fries, okay? The Lord's Waffle Fries are the best waffle fries in the entire world. And their chicken sandwiches are amazing. But, you know, I think they deserve to have their opinions. You know? I'm not anti-gay, but I still like them. You know, the company is still okay. You know, they're one of they're one of the only companies, I think, that's not afraid to show their religious life. Or at least their company's religious heritage from, you know, stuff like that. You know, they're closed on Sundays and they were open, they were open on a Sunday to help people a while ago. It was during the uh, disaster, I believe. And, um, so I believe they're allowed to have an opinion. But, you know, whatever. Evidently, opinions are bad. But he was like, so maybe if nothing else, I can build that bridge. Maybe I'll become a position to broker that peace deal. He was making a joke, but that's an interesting opinion. And then he was like, we just live in this area of extremes and people can't see the nuance and things anymore. Beauty Judge then shared his philosophy on approaching people with different ideologies in general. And this is the part I like. He said, we've got to find a way to use our identities to reach other people. To me, there's two things that can happen when you are conscious of your identity. One, it... One is to, it turns into all these ways we separate ourselves from each other. And it just turns out into one big, you don't know me. But the other way we can do is say, okay, I've got this experience, you've got that experience, but what can we talk about that brings us together? Because I have no clue what it's like to walk in the shoes of so many other people, but I can talk about some of the things, some of the pieces that I carry with me and see if it rhymes with their life experience. And I think good art has that, good music has that, and good literature has that. He's not completely wrong on that philosophy. I can respect that. And I think he, uh, Ben Shapiro on him talked something out on, on Twitter, and he and Ben has invited him to uh, the Sunday special, so I'm going to have to check that out. Pete Buttigieg is not a bad guy, I don't think. Going off that and going off this interview that I watched, Pete Buttigieg is perfectly reasonable, I think, when the way he announces things. Part of me hopes that when he's talking about making the Supreme Court larger and making um, the uh, Electoral College go away, I'm, part of me hopes that he's just saying that to make people happy. Because he seems like someone who wouldn't believe that, because he's, he's clearly very, very smart. But at the same time, I don't agree with his policies at all, uh, just going off what I know. But he doesn't seem bad. I mean, he, he's so reasonable, so, like easy to talk to, that even Ben Shapiro was able to have a good experience talking to him. And that's one of the only times ever I've ever seen that happen. Um, but it's just interesting. He's an interesting fellow, but I do agree with his philosophy. It, it's kind of hippie-esque. It's kind of, you know, Beto O'Rourke-esque. But, but, it's got, but he's got a good point. We all have different, maybe not experiences, but different views. Different looks on life. We all have different ways we see the world. And there are two ways you can use those. You can either use it to separate ourselves, which is why I believe President Trump did not, does not make this country uh, dissolve, or not dissolve, but does not uh, separate the country, but we do that ourselves. Um, And it's another thing that I think 
people should use to come together. Um, like I was saying, we have our own opinions, and we have our own views, and we have our own, hopefully, research, and we have these different experiences in the way we do it. We, we can use these in either coming together and expressing these ideas and finding a place where we can talk about, like, I'm sure he doesn't like President Trump. He doesn't seem to. And from a certain point, I can understand that. President Trump does not shut his mouth ever, ever. If he would just shut his dang mouth, he could probably win 2020. But the more he talks, I think the lower his chances go. The less talking he does and the more work he does, I think his chances can rise. And I would hope that he would take that advice. So I think on that level, we can agree. However, I do not think that he should be impeached because I love what he's doing with the economy and I love most of his uh, things, most of his um, policies. I, I do enjoy them. I think they're very helpful for the country. You know, so that's where, that's what I wish more people would do. And I don't just mean more conservatives. It's not only conservatives that are not admitting when they're wrong and are not trying to be together with people. It's everyone. We are all doing it. President Trump is not dividing the country. Country, We're doing that on our own. And I definitely agree with Pete that we should, that I think it would be better if we did sit down, talk, and go, how can we work together to make something good? You know, how can we? I think we can do just about almost all the policies that both parties like. That would be good for us, except socialism. Socialism is good for no one, except maybe the dictator of that one country. But that's why I think Pete Buttigieg is an, in Buttigieg is an in interesting person. And I don't think I would be extremely upset to see him win the presidency if he did. Um, but he's got a lot of contenders. He's got a lot of people up ahead of him. Um, and if he does happen to be the nomination, he's going to have to go up against Donald Trump. Um, but I think his chances might be pretty good. And it'd be interesting to have the first openly gay president. You know, that'd be interesting to see. I, I don't care, because it doesn't matter. Being gay isn't special. You know, again, they shouldn't use it as a personality trait, but it's definitely, it, it's a first. But he, he is right that we should try and come together more instead of trying to separate ourselves. I think more people need to do that. Um, they don't, but I definitely think they should. And it's probably best for the country in general if we were to come together more and we were to, you know, find agreements. Definitely. Um, and that is my final say. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Uh, remember, you can become a member by checking out the Patreon, or you can just go to the website, which has a link to the Patreon, or you can just check straight out to the Patreon. Um, also read the new articles. We've got new articles on how the Green New Deal was voted, and it was 57 nays to zero yays. <laughs> um, and yeah, so go check out the website. Become a member today to earn all sorts of fun per perks. Thanks for listening to Under Stars. I'm Noah Huey, and I... I'm signing out. Thank you so much.